Welcome. My name is Ricky Grove, and this is Completely Machinima.com podcast for everything Machinima. Uh, we have reverted to the news format on our blog, and our regular podcast is covering films. We've done a series of films for November 2022, and this is our last one. It's a choice by Tracy. Um, please contact us if you have any uh, thoughts or ideas about it at talk at completelymachinima.com. And Tracy Harwood is our guest, and Damien Valentine is here. Hi, folks. How you doing? Uh, now, we're, Phil Rice, who's a regular guest here, isn't with us because of the hurricane down in Florida. It's caused uh, limited or no internet access, so he's been unable to participate. We uh, wish him the best, him and his family, and hope that they'll be back. He'll be back in December. Take care, Phil. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Tracy, you've got a very interesting choice. You already had a terrific choice with your Unreal um, sort of demo story. What is this one? It's also an Unreal film, right? It's Unreal, absolutely, yeah. This one's called Alone, and it's by Playard Studios. Um, it was released 26th of October, so it's only just out. Um, now, it's it's described as a metaverse reading of Edgar Allan Poe's iconic poem, uh, and it's used um, a reading taken from the Binome YouTube channel, um, which does reading from iconic texts by well-known actors. This one's been done by Shane Morris, um, who is a professional actor and someone whom you may have heard on films uh, and adverts over the years. Uh, if I had to characterize his voice, I'd say it's a cross between Carl Sagan and James Earl Jones and <laughs> Darth Vader. Very deep and chocolatey. It's a really lovely Good book. combination. Yeah. Um, right. So this machinima draws on this narration of a, of a classic poem and presents um, a character that might say those words. Um, I think if I had to imagine a character, I might not have actually come up with the visualization that Playard Studios has, but it but it does nonetheless work, at least for me. Um, I get a real sense of deep loneliness from this character. Uh, and remember that the focus is on the metahuman, um, because it's actually a test of the metahuman tech with some interesting assets in the background and an environment which portrays a kind of old family house perhaps handed down through the years until finally this person is responsible for it. I must say the mouth movement is much better than some we've seen and the, the teeth are nowhere near as denture-like as I've commented on in the past. <laughs> in fact, interestingly, they're a little old and jaded looking, just as this character is, a little bit uneven, yellowed in places, actually quite in sync with the character. I thought that was really quite well done. And the character has this kind of misty look in his eye, a real sort of bright glisten, um, which maybe is a little bit out of sync with an older person. It's something that I um, reflected on a little bit when we um, talked about the remnants um, that Damien picked earlier in the month. Um, I don't know, maybe, you, maybe you'd normally um, see thread veins and bloodshot whites. Um, I don't know. Um, his hair, uh, the, the hair on his face and the, the kind of the orange peel effect on the skin and the, the light in the eyes, all of that, I think, is really astonishing detail. Absolutely um, incredible detail, really. Um, but what caught my attention with this is it's the quality of the introspection portrayed um, by the character that's kind of mesmerizing. Um, for, for example, he kind of talks about the lightning and the storm and his head's 
moving in that kind of general direction where this storm is unfolding around him, but doesn't really focus on any aspect of it. You can see that his focus is kind of inwards. I don't know how I know that, but it, it just feels that it it is inward looking, uh, where this guy's, you know, picking on a memory, looking in an, into a memory. Um, right. and, I, and I think that is a very interesting effect to have achieved through through the the, the telling of this um, this tale and the you know the reading of this this poem. And I think for me, the only thing that lets it down a little bit is actually the other characters, the the wolf and the crow. The details there, but it's nothing like as polished as this man. Um, and the storm and the shadows are all great. Uh, it's I think it's interesting to to hear all the dark kind of sound effects, the 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 you know the flapping wings, the howling um, of the of the hound, um, the wind, the storm breaking around the character, and all the play with the light. It's it's it definitely comes over as a dark and otherly place. Um, but the sense of aloneness is um, maybe less convincing by the fact that there are these other creatures there. Um, so they're kind of a collection of things together. Um, so for me, it mostly works as a portrayal of the poem, but some further thought might have improved that connection between the visuals and the poem even more, I think. Mm. What do you guys think? Well, one of the, you mentioned about the um, the environment being a, a sort of a dark place. The other aspect of that, which um, is the, you know, there's old films, old TV shows where you get someone sat by a fireplace and they'd read a story. It's kind of got an element of that, which mm -hmm. kind of makes it feel right, a little more cosy right. rather than um, isolation, isolated, which I'm not sure that's on purpose or not, but I, I do really enjoy that. And I think visually it's stunning and the character uh, there's put a lot of work into the character and his, his face and his the way his um, lips move as he points out. And the rest of his facial expressions as well. Um, I believe he uses the NVIDIA audio to face tool. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Cool. Um, I haven't looked too much at that, that piece of software yet. It's something I need to do. For it's my pretty own good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can see the results for it here. I mean, it, he looks very lifelike and he, he animates like you see a lot of um, animated characters, but they don't move that much. The, the, the mouth might move, but they forget to animate the rest of the faces along with it. And mm. I think this um, shows that you if you put more effort into animating the whole face, because everyone's face moves, like my eyebrows are going up like that. And if you watch yeah. any of us talking now on, on the, the video, our faces are moving. And so this guy, um, I think they put a lot of effort into that and it, it really shows and makes the narration more effective it makes them interesting to watch um you know it really plays off and you've got little other aspects to it as well like like my glasses got the reflection of the lights around me here's do exactly the same thing in the video and it yeah. shows um the visual quality of it um i'm trying to th i don't know what else i can say about it i mean it, it works really well and the poem is obviously uh, really well acted um I enjoyed it. I think uh, Tracy, you're right that the animal creatures aren't necessarily as detailed as the human character. I guess the the tools available and the character models available, the humans are always going to be more detailed than uh, uh, non-human character, or, you know, animal characters. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Cool. You know, I think 
before I make my comments, I'd like to point out that if the, the essential task of anything that you create is to have the audience suspend their disbelief and believe in what they see as a story or as a place or as a creation. If you're unable to do that, it makes it very hard not to look at all of the, the flaws and problems. You just can't go along with it. While I think the great majority of people would watch this uh, short film and suspend their disbelief, uh, I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, it meant that I, and I'll tell you why here in just a minute, but I couldn't finish it. And there were two reasons. One is, is that the lip sync on it was, had this uncanny valley quality to it. Although the lips were synced, there were some strange things going on with the jaw that mm. caused it to, to, to be, to keep saying, I'm a 3D model. I'm a 3D model. I'm a 3D model. I couldn't, I could never see this as a character for me, which made it very hard to follow. The second thing is, is that, and this is probably just me, but there's a thing in poetry that has always bothered me about when people read poetry. And that is, you see each line of the poem as the line of dialogue. And you read that the end, you go to the end of the line and you pause. And then you go to the next line and you pause. And then you go to the next line and you pause. Poetry isn't written like that. Many poems have run-on sentences, which means it doesn't finish the thought until you get to the next period. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This actor made that classic mistake of reading each line and stopping, each line and stopping, each line and stopping. And that just drives me crazy. It's a particular, it's a particular prejudice or observation or annoyance that I've had ever since I started learning how to, to recite poetry. That and the fact, thank God he didn't do the, the chanting, you know, and so like, like uh, Dylan <laughs> Thomas does, and so the dream return, and we all go return. You know, he didn't do that. So I was really happy about that. But those two things kept me from really seeing it and finish it. I just didn't want to finish it. But I do acknowledge that that it was the, the technology, aside from the lip syncing, was very interesting. I liked the setup. However, I think the actual motion capture was better in The Remnants, mm -hmm. our, our previous film. Of course, now that didn't have talking in it, in it so you would never have that uncanny valley with the lip sync. But the, the expression so fit each moment in the scene in the remnants whereas this one it did seem kind of out of out of sync with the poem you know mm -hmm. what i mean that combined with the sort of recitation and stopping at the end made it really hard for me to get into it so i didn't like it and uh, although i recognize it as a interesting uh, piece of technology it just didn't work for me Really interesting points, Ricky. Thank you for that. Sure. I was just watching it again when you're talking about the lip sync to see if I can pick up on what you're talking about. And I can kind of see it. And it's kind of 
it's hard to ex explain exactly what it is, but I almost want to say the lips are moving too much. Like, obviously, when it's a real person, like I'm talking now, my lips are moving quite a bit. But when it's got an animated character, and I'm thinking about my own project when I'm doing lip sync, is uh, when I use the lip, the uh, tool in iClone to um, put in the dialogue, the initial result is like the, they move too much because the, the lip sync mm. dialogue, so it's trying to pronounce every single letter of the word that you've yeah. written in. And I turn that down. Um, so it, the lips aren't moving quite like this. They're moving right. more like this. Right. And it feels more natural, even yeah. though if it was a real person saying it, their lips would be moving a lot more. I think you're, you've, you've really put yourself a, a challenge, which I think this is what they embraced. When you create a, a headshot of a scene and the actor is, mm -hmm. as Tracy pointed out, being internal, you really challenge yourself to get every aspect of that right. Because from birth, we focus on our mother's face and we learn to read the signs of faces very quickly. And I think viewers watching it are sophisticated, no matter who they are, or what age they are, they're sophisticated reading faces. And if there's the slightest problem with the face, unless it's st highly stylized, um, it can really throw you off. What, one of my problems in games, for example, is when they have an NPC and they're talking, they don't want to spend the extra effort of creating a lip sync, so they just have this general mouth movement. And we accept it because it's a game and, and, and no one expects to be full lip sync on that, but that always bugs me. It always sort of breaks the believability of the character and that you're not talking to a character which has a history. I mean, they spent all this time creating a back backstory for the character, for the NPC, setting up the NPC, creating motion capture, but they don't do lip sync on it. Mm -hmm. It's as if they just don't want to take the extra time and it just ruins it for me. Yeah. So um, I but think you, it's important that you get the lip sync right. It's really interesting that you picked up on that because I, I think for whatever reason, I was more focused on the eyes. Hmm. And I think it's because the, the eyes, the eyes are... Um, I don't know. There's some, you know, they've got, they've obviously got some new tech that is um, making the eyes look more realistic and this brightness, this glistening wetness yeah, in yeah. the eyes. I think is really kind of intriguing because because it was so, you know, so so glistening. It was the bit that I focused on the most. I don't really remember looking so much at the mouth, but also I remember thinking that. You know, with a, with a the the way they put a beard on the character, yeah, that kind of covers a little bit of the mouth as well. Um, so maybe that was a way of getting around some of the the faults that they'd picked up as they yeah. created it. I don't know. I see it, but I was definitely focused up not on the mouth so much with this one. I get it. I get it. I think Playard Studio is a professional level company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. that produces professional level results. Um, so I'm a little, just a tiny bit surprised that they didn't, you know, 
work on that the, the lip sync and facial animations a bit more. Um, I think it may also be an inherent problem in the uh, audio to face uh, development. They may need to maybe do more development. The the an omniverse machinima tools are not quite as quickly developed or is in heavy development as some other aspects of Omniverse by NVIDIA because it's not really a money-making thing. Mm -hmm. They're doing as a gesture towards the community, you know? And that's not to say that the people working on it are committed because they are, but I think the emphasis is more on the commercial ability to be able to work, you know, for professional groups to be able to work together to model and create scenes and graphics and things like that. Uh, but I think they have a way to go to to get to a higher level, like XNs, you know. Yeah. But anyway, interesting choice. I'm sorry I didn't uh, glom onto it. No, I wanted no to. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. It's, it's always really interesting to hear your comments. It, oh, it, thanks. It really is. Um, so yeah, no, fascinating chatting to you about this one. Thank you. Yeah, I I did a a. a a seminar, a participant seminar on reading poetry not too long ago. And the biggest problem was this going to the end of the line of the poem and stopping. Mm. It's what you're taught when you read it in school, when you read poetry and everybody says that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, and it's also in acting, people do that and accept it in general when they recite poetry. But you have to remember that if you look at the line, the sense of the line goes all the way through the punctuation. So you have to look at the punctuation in the poem to tell you where to stop or where to pause rather than one line pause, next line pause, next line pause, that kind of thing. And it makes the, it turns the poem into more like speech. Yeah. And like recitation and i think that's how good poems should be read you know it makes them more interesting and the ideas connect to each other we called it when i was in uh, uh, the master's degree program at yale they called it imaging meaning that you um read through the complete image of the line um each line has nouns and verbs and you look through that to find what the essence of that line is about and you speak that image it's like the way sinatra sings when mm -hmm. sinatra sings he doesn't go to the end of the verse and stop singing for a minute he continues on all the way through and he 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 sings through it as a as an expression as a single expression anyway that get off my soapbox there but it's it's a fascinating thing and and uh, i wish that guy would have he's a good reader he's obviously a wonderful voice and skilled but i wish he would have taken that course i think it would have changed the way he did the mm -hmm. did the poem all right anything else on this at all that you'd like to mention not no, me i think I'd i've like covered to, everything i want to say i'd like to point out once again that um uh, unreal engine and nvidia's omniverse are tending to dominate a lot of interesting work that's being created. Both Omniverse is free, although uh, at some point it's going to probably be charged. The Omniverse Machinima is part of the Omniverse platform. You just check NVIDIA, we'll give you a link for it. 
Uh, Audio to Face is also an interesting program. They're a little bit clunky right now with the interface. They're a bit a bit hard to, to use compared to Unreal Engine, which has everything laid out. And uh, uh, tutorials on them are not as buried as, as they could be like in Unreal. Uh, so you're a little bit handicapped there, but they're, they're still there and you can learn it. Um, there are interesting ways to, to do machinima. Well, that's it uh, for this month. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you have comments or ideas about some of the subjects we've broached today, or if you think I'm a fool for not liking Alone by Player Studios, please write me at talk or us at talk at completelymachinima.com. We hope to have Phil back in December. Best to you, Phil. Get that internet back up. We need you. Uh, that's it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks.